Welcome back to Tales from the Chair. Today's episode, the story of the worst patient ever of all time. There are a lot of different people that come through in a therapy office. A lot of people who need different amounts of help and come in not only for themselves, but also people that are part of their family. A long time ago, I had a patient who came in who was coming on behalf of her son. But since her son was a 20-some-year-old male who really didn't feel like doing anything, she came in his stead. Already a red flag for a therapist when someone is coming on someone else's behalf who wants no part of the therapeutic process. So when this person came in, they commenced our treatment with discussing my rate, a rate in which was locked in through virtue of their insurance. But she found it important to address that she would like a reduced rate. You can't really reduce rates when you're working through insurance. So that was a non-starter. But rather than just accept that as an answer, she deliberated the virtues of pricing in insurance and how mental health is important in moving forward. But eventually, she did relent and we continued with the session. Her son was, as I said, a 20-some-year-old who partook in herbs on the daily basis. He was dealing with feeling a certain way, and this is the way that he coped. He dropped out of school, he was living at home, he wasn't paying any rent, didn't have a job, didn't have any prospects or desires, he just merely existed. And she wanted him to break out of his funk. When she, I would ask what she was doing to help him, she went on to mention that she would buy his weed for him because it made him feel better. She would buy his snacks because that would be something that he found delicious. She basically was coddling this 20-some-year-old adult the way you would a five-year-old, but then complain that the 20-some-year-old didn't have any life aspiration. This person also had a bad habit of ending meetings and not leaving. So if a meeting ended at 8 p.m., she would not get up, even though I mentioned that the meeting was over. She would say, well, I still have more to say, and to which I would say, but your time is up. There would be other people in the waiting room, and she would refuse to get up because she still had things to say. This was an ongoing feature in our work. Now, a quick sidebar. In modern times, I'm a lot less permissive at these kind of behaviors. I tend to be a little bit more direct about policy and consideration, and when there's a repeat offender, I tend to basically shut down or terminate work because if you can't respect simple rules or the process, then generally you shouldn't be in therapy to begin with. But I digress. So it was always a mission to get this person to leave, abide by the time, and follow through on any kind of consideration for others. There was also this one instance in which, before we started our meeting, so the meeting was starting at 7 o'clock, I let them in at 6.59, I requested, or at least colloquially stated, that I needed a minute to go to the restroom, to which she met that request with well, am I going to get my time back for the time that you're away? That was an actual comment that was made. 
and I, I just kind of was dumbfounded, but I didn't really pay it much mind. And when the end of the session arose, she actually said, well, you were gone for three minutes, so we get another three minutes, right? This was a person in real life who actually did this. There was also another instance in which I started a session two minutes late because of a person before them and she also threw a fit at the person beforehand about being on time. It's almost like this is a cartoon character how unreal this person's behavior was but once again I was very uh, tolerant once upon a time because you want to help as many people as you can so you let a lot of things slide but I digress. There are also other instances in which she would come in and tell me that what I was asking of her, putting up boundaries, uh, not paying for the son's weed, utilizing other support groups in order to assist the kid, that I was wrong and that I had to give her something better. How could I help in a way that's going to reach her son? So basically, I wasn't giving her anything that helped, but she was not doing anything to make it better. It was a cycle of just insubordination and lack of forward progress. Nevertheless, despite these limitations, I was able to finally get the boy into the office and work with him individually. And what a mess that was. So maybe this should be titled the worst family of clients ever, but this person not only was relatively belligerent about coming in for treatment, but then would completely misunderstand the reason by which he was coming in. He was coming in asking me for ways to get his mother off his back and actually buy him more weeds to actually assist him in making drug deals out in the street and buy some oxy and, and other things. Like He would ask me for prescriptions. I, By the way, I'm not a psychiatrist eventually he would start bringing his girlfriend in and that was a whole just hot mess that was also present because they were coming in arguing about how they were cheating on each other but it was legitimate cheating because the other person was inconsiderate this one time the girl went out clubbing because as she said she wanted to go out dancing and she made out with a guy randomly at the studio whoops was her answer for why she did it i i kid you not so the guy thinks that well she betrayed me i'm gonna go hire a prostitute and goes ahead and hires a prostitute and does what prostitute things do and then she goes ahead and calls up one of her old exes and then proceeds to meet up with him have dinner and give him a blowjob in the car in the neighborhood of her boyfriend it, it was one of these things where it kept on going back and forth and then eventually they started taking money from each other they had a shared bank account even though it wasn't a shared bank account it was a shared bank account between the son and the mom so the son gave his girlfriend his debit card and she started taking money from the bank account which again is the mother's bank account and started spending that money and eventually got locked out and threw a fit and actually yelled at the mom and threw a chair at her because how dare she take away the money that she deserves, something along those lines. And all the while, 
All of this is going on, and the mom is coming to see me, wondering why it is that he's not doing any better, while still basically housing him, housing the girlfriend, buying him his drugs, basically doing everything that you're not supposed to do. And her other son and her other daughter started opening up other forms of credit to basically protect the mom from the guy, there came a point where they actually intervened in the home, kicked out the girlfriend, and had sort of an intervention to get the guy to recognize what he was doing was not only unfair, but just like considerably messed up. He kind of stops coming to treatment. She stops coming into treatment because she doesn't want to pay for it anymore because she doesn't have money and subsequently asked me if I can give her a discount in the form of free sessions. I, I, I kid you not. Like we've been working together for so long is what she said that I actually should give her some free sessions because I've made so much money off of her over the years that it was only fair that I give her some free therapy after the fact, which one, that's not how it works. Two, uh, I, I don't even know how she would say that seriously, but based on everything else that I've said in this episode, this is kind of par for the course with this person's character. And, well, he, you know, he turned it around. I, he broke up with a girlfriend. He got a job. He, he was relatively functional. And then the pandemic happened. So this story ends with the last two meetings that I had with them. It's the middle of the pandemic at the worst element of what was going on in the United States. And the mom calls me because she wants to have a meeting where she wants to tell me what's going on with this guy. So I go ahead and I have a phone meeting with her, even though she wants to do it in person in the middle of April when the country was shut down and everybody was avoiding doing that. But she wanted to do it in person, eventually conceded to doing it over the phone. And so she calls me and starts telling me that unfortunately she's got the Rona and that she is really struggling with it and she's been having trouble breathing and really having uh, a tough time with a go about it this was not exactly the most healthiest of people in the world but she wasn't worried about herself she actually was worried about her poor boy because he had corona and now he couldn't go to work because they don't let him go to work this guy had a job that for some reason still active during this point in pandemic He still wanted to go to his job even though he tested positive for the coronavirus. She wanted me to help him because she felt that he could get suicidal if he can't go to work and then proceeded to try to get me to write a document saying it's okay that he could go even though he's positive. And I guess I should point out that he had a job that again, for some reason was still active and was in the public. So he was going to be around people with a full on positive state for coronavirus and his mom is asking me to do something about letting him go to work they were willing to get other people hurt so that he wouldn't have his feelings hurt so i i told her that not only was that unethical but why she was continuing to allow him to basically be so selfish and that i would not agree to any of this kind of stuff but she's kind of ignored what i had to say and still 
set up an appointment for him to call me. So I figured, well, let me give it the old call to try. And I proceed to speak with him on the phone. He also wanted to see me in person, knowing full well that I knew he had coronavirus. And he met with me on the phone and was telling me that he really needed this job because he wanted to get the $200 from the job so that he could go on a trip in the next few weeks with his new girlfriend and that he really needed this money and his mom wasn't going to give him the money. So he did not care about possibly infecting other people and just was gung-ho on, well, I'll just get my friend to take a test and I'll use his test and then just say that I came out negative and whatnot. So at that point, I told him, you know what? No, this is this is not okay. Uh, if he is not going to report himself and not go to the work and, and agree to that, then I was going to report him for public endangerment. So he told me, well, I'm not going to do that. I need my money and you should be my therapist. You should be helping me to make me feel better. And I told him that's not what therapy is. And we, I, I immediately ended it there. I notified him of our termination and his mommy, the, the original client from the beginning of the story, went ahead and messaged me this wall of text that her dear sweet boy was really hurt that I was not willing to help him and that it she would greatly appreciate it if I did not tell the authorities about what he was doing because it would really hurt his job and it would make him be sad and that if I could just spare him the frustration and and just let him do this one thing, you know, kind of just just absent of reality. Needless to say, I told her I could not comply and I went ahead and I called her job, his job, I'm sorry, anonymously to report that there was someone on staff that was coming in with a test. I did not name the name. I did not tell him that I was this therapist. I gave this anonymous report for public health standards. And I am unaware of what happened next with the story, but it kind of is a great endpoint for just the person that I was dealing with and this family that I was dealing with for such a prolonged amount of time that that is the way that they went out with a proverbial bang of selfishness and just outright delusion. And with that, we're done for today. If you like what you heard, feel free to like and subscribe. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the rest. And if you want to share your thoughts, you can follow us at SomeTalesFrom on Twitter, or you can email us at SomeTalesFromTheChair at gmail.com. Best wishes, stay safe out there, and don't be the worst patient I've ever seen.